Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. But for now, we hope you enjoy this message from our guest minister. Thanks for tuning in today. This is the day that the Lord has made. And it's, it's your choice to rejoice. And you say, well, you know, it's just not my day. Well, no day's really your day. Every day's his day. Is it not the day you made? It's the day he made. And he, did, he said, today is the day. He didn't say yesterday was the day I made. I hope you rejoiced. He didn't say, tomorrow will be the day I make. Make plans now to rejoice. No, he said, this is it. Today is really all you've got. So if you don't make the most of today, yesterday's over. Can't do anything about it. Tomorrow's not here. They say, yesterday's in the tomb. Tomorrow's in the womb. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. All you've got is today. It took you your entire lifetime to get here. So why not make the most of it? Think about it. It took some of you 20 years to get here today. Some of you took 63 years to get here today. 29 or so years for myself. But however old you are, it took you that long to get here. Why not make the most of today? I was in the shower this morning just singing. And I like to sing in the shower. I'm not the best singer in the world, but in the shower I'm good. You know, if I could take my shower on The Voice, <laughs> I think I'd have a chance, you know. But, uh, 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 man, how many enjoyed that worship today, by the way? Wow, what, how amazing. You guys, uh, you guys just did such a great job with excellence, but also with the anointing. And, and uh, I just, I just love it. We did a couple of our, uh, songs from our church, too. A couple of good uh, Hillsong songs. I like that. And uh, just, man, just, I, I just, this whole church, it's a place of excellence. How many are grateful for your church? I'm yeah. thankful for your church. I was, I was looking at that, I said, they should say, welcome to your church. How, how many love your church? Isn't that good? It's not, not just our church, but hey, if this is your first time, this is your church now. Welcome home. I couldn't think of any better place to go than right here. And just, man, the, the spirit of excellence in this house is just so Man, just amazing. And your pastors, how many are thankful for your pastors? Pastor Michael and Vicki, and thank you guys. Uh, we're just so honored to, to be with you. It's funny because they showed me that letter that I sent 18 years ago. So I, I took a picture of it and put it on my Instagram. And uh, it was funny, I, my, my pastor, Brian Hughes, I saw him post on there. He goes, oh, the old self-invite letter. <laughs> and, uh, and it was funny. Listen, look at all the things on there. But I invited myself, but it took them eight years, 18 years to say yes. But here, here we are. But, uh, you know, as I was singing, I was in the shower, you know, this is the day that the Lord has. I'm just, you know, just having a good time. If I could go through my whole life singing, I think I would. I don't know. I just, I like singing. It's just, you know. Remember those old Elvis movies? Anybody see an old Elvis movie? You know, where he would sing all of his lines? That's, that's, if I could, I'd be like, the rest of your life will be the best of your life. I just, uh, <laughs> if I could play the guitar, I'd, I used to want to be an Elvis impersonator. I, it, was, it was a dream. Never mind. Um, I was going to be a Christian Elvis. I'm a Christian, so I was going to be a Christian Elvis impersonator. I was going to rewrite Elvis songs, make them Christian songs. Yeah, it was a dream. Anyway. I'd done a few of them, you know, like, since the devil left me. They're Christian versions of the song, right? I found a new place to dwell. It's down at the end of the golden streets. It's 
Heaven's Hotel. See, it's Christian. <laughs> I'd rerun like, I'm feeling so holy, baby. Anyway, I'd done a few of them, like one for the Father, two for the Son, three for the Holy Ghost. Anyway, all I'm, all I'm saying is this is the day that the Lord has made, and it's your choice to rejoice. Someone said, don't you ever wake up on the wrong side of the bed? I said, no, whichever side I get up on is the right side. It's my choice. It took me my whole lifetime to get here. I'm going to make the most out of Today, today is a gift. Life is a gift. And I couldn't think of anything worse than getting a gift and not enjoying it. Do you imagine giving someone a gift? They said, oh, thanks. Just sit on the table. You're like, no, open it. And then this gift, have you ever picked out a gift for somebody, maybe their birthday or their anniversary? You found just the perfect gift. You couldn't wait to give it to them because you picked it out just for them. And you're like, here, open it. You know what I'm talking about? You want to, wouldn't you hate that? They go, I'll open it later. No, 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 I got that just for you. I want you to open it now. I want to see your face when you open it because I picked it out just for you. And that's what God did with this gift called life. He picked it out just for you. That's why I can't be you. The other day someone said, Dave, you and me, man, we are just alike. I said, you know, if you and me are just alike, one of us is unnecessary. <laughs> and I'm going with you. No, none of, us, none of us are alike. I can't be Pastor Michael. I, I wish I was as handsome as him, man. I like that jacket. I wish I could, I wish I could preach the word like him. Man, can he, oh, man, he's such a great preacher. I, but I can't, I can't be him. I could try to be him, but I'm not created to be him. I got to be me. You know, I could, I could try to be T.D. Jakes. You know, get ready. I love that, but I, can't, I could try to be Joel Osteen. Amen. I figured out. Ever, I figured out that blinking thing. You see that? You ever, it's Morris code. It's more, it's like, buy my books, buy my books. Anyway. But I can't be Pastor Joel. I got to be me. You got to be who God created you to be. You got to unwrap your gift. And, and so here we are. Here's a brand new year. God's just given us this incredible 365 brand new days of unlimited possibilities. Gifts, but we're still here at the beginning of a, a new year. Probably some of you are still going to the gym. <laughs> Won't be much longer, but <laughs> I got there the other day, it was packed, it was crazy. I left, Starbucks wasn't near as busy. People got all their goals. What, what, are you, what are you expecting this year? I've decided to live my life this year as a reverse paranoid. You know, a paranoid person always feels like people are out to get them. People are talking about me. People, yeah, a reverse paranoid just feels like people are always out to bless them, always out to do good to them, always out to uh, show them favor, talk good about them. I just decided to live my life with a greater expectation this year of the good things that God has in store for me. Now, I don't know what your expectation is, but let me ask you, what are you expecting this year? What are you expecting God to do in your life this year? And I, I think the answer to that question is pretty important because the level of your expectation really sets the limit for what you'll receive from God. So, I mean, if you, you know, the, the rule is both for this year or for your life. You know, if, if you expect a little, you'll probably just get a little. But if you expect a lot, think what God could do. I mean, the, 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 we could literally change our world by changing the level of our expectation. Because whatever you expect with confidence becomes your own self-fulfilling prophecy. And if we really believe with God, all things are 
I mean, if we really believe that. Now, most of us don't really believe it. It sounds good when we sing songs or, or shout at a church, but do you really believe? I mean, when you get a headache, what's the first thing you do? Take aspirin? Or do you pray first? I, I mean, nothing wrong with taking aspirin. That's not what I'm saying. I, I take aspirin, but that's not the first thing I think of. I think I'm not supposed to have a headache. Like our kids get the chicken pox. What we do, rub pink stuff on them so they quit itching. Why don't we pray? Command the chicken pox to go away. Nowhere does it say you got to have the chicken pox. I think Brother Hagin said one time one of his kids had the mumps for like 10 minutes or something like that. I remember, so the mumps came up. He said, they're not supposed to have the mumps. He said, I laid hands on, the mumps went away. Nowhere does it say you got to have the mumps. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you got to have the chicken pox. I looked in there. It's not in there. Chicken, pox, nothing. Looked in the, I looked in the back. Chicken's not even in the Bible. And I thought for sure chicken would be in there because like, that's like the church bird. A chicken. And it's not even in there. Chicken, pox, nothing. And, and, and I, I had a friend of mine said, I got a hold of that scripture. All things are possible. He said, I decided if all things are possible, I'm not going to have any more colds. He said, I hate colds, coughing, sneezing. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to have a cold. He said, so I'm not going to have any more. He said, 18 years went by, he hadn't had a cold for 18 years. You don't got to have a cold. Nothing in there about sneezing, coughing, nothing. He said he landed in Chicago. A lady picked him up at the airport, and she was coughing, sneezing. She goes, I'm sorry, I got a horrible cold. She said, I sure hope you don't catch it. He said, don't worry, I won't. <laughs> she said, what do you mean you won't? He said, well, I don't get cold. She said, oh, come on, everybody gets colds. She said, I just know two or three times a year I'm going to get a cold. <laughs> hey, get what you expect. Get what you say. He said, not me, I don't get colds. He left there. About a week later, he was down in Chicago or down in Texas, kind of felt his sinuses draining a little bit. He said, that's weird. It feels like a cold. He said, but I don't get colds. He said, so I just prayed. I spoke to the germs and bacteria. He said, look, you guys are in the wrong place. He said, I don't get colds. He said, but I, I do know a lady in Chicago. That... <laughs> She's been expecting you. So here's the thing. If you expect a little, if you think little, if you believe little, if you pray little, you'll probably receive little, even though God himself is able and ready to do big things, willing to move on your behalf. But you can limit God to what he's able to do by your own low level of expectation. So what are you really believing for? Here, here's the good news. You don't have to settle. You don't have to settle for little. If you don't like the way your world is, change it. Start praying bigger, believing bigger, expecting bigger. Uh, and then you'll start receiving bigger. You might as well dream big dreams. I mean, it doesn't take any more energy to dream a big dream than it does to take a, a dream a little dream. I've often noticed one of the big differences between people that achieve great things and people that just get by is the size of their, of their dreams. Simply some just dream bigger. Michelangelo said this. He said, the danger for most of us is not that our dream is too high and we miss it, but that our dream's too low and we reach it. So when we understand that we serve a big God and with him all things are possible, I think we should be the biggest dreamers, the biggest thinkers. I mean, if you're going to be thinking anyway, you might as well think big. Amen? Amen. So if you limit your choices uh, and, and only do what seems possible or only what seems reasonable, you'll really disconnect yourself from who you truly are because God is on the inside of you. Greater is he that's in me. Greatness is in us. How many want to be great? Yeah, you might as well want to be great. God wants you to be great. He made you in his image. And so with God, all things are possible. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Uh, let me show you this, uh, this scripture, if you got your Bible. Uh, and I just believe in God to do some big things. I don't know, maybe, uh, how many of you got some areas of your life where you could really use God's favor right now? 
It really is. Maybe God to show up in your life. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray and, and, and for you in just a few minutes. But uh, I, just, I just believe God wants to release just a fresh touch of his favor on your life today. And uh, as we go into this, this new year, you know, we say, I want to have a great year. How do you have a great year? I think, you know, the way to have a great year, and that's a, that's a lot, a lot of days, a great year. Wouldn't it be easier just to have like a great month? I mean, what if we could just figure out how to have a really good month? I mean, or even just a good week. What if you could just break it all the way down to a good day? What if you could figure out the ingredients to a, a perfect day? Then you just got to do that seven times and you got a good week. Right? Four more times, you got a month. Twelve of those, you got a good year. So really, it just starts with today. This is the day the Lord has made. It says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, that the path of the righteous is as the, is as the dawning light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. I was like, wow, I didn't even realize it said a perfect day. So a perfect day obviously is possible. Now, that you, we know life's not going to be perfect. The Bible promises that. John 16, in the world you will have trials, tribulation, distress, frustration. Awesome. <laughs> Just wanted to encourage you a little bit today. Uh, you're going to go through some things in life. Things are, how, many ever, how many have ever worried about something that didn't happen? Don't you hate that? How many still got a stomachache? Even though it didn't happen. Thing is, if you worry, it happens to you because your body, your physiology goes through all the same processes as if it really did happen. So your blood pressure goes up. That's why you get the headache, all those kind of things. That's why the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. When you begin to worry, you're, now here's a bad thing. If it really does happen, you've got to go through it twice. So the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to take care of, himself, of itself. This is the day that the Lord has made. And so how do I make today a, a, a great day? Plus, how many, have ever, how many have ever thought something was going to turn out one way and turned out completely different? You ever had that? You worried and it was, didn't even turn, turn out the way you thought. Kind of reminds me of this guy. He sits down on a park bench one day. He sits down on the park bench. He looks over. There's a nun sitting next to him on the park bench. He says, excuse me, sister. He said, I don't know if this is just a coincidence that you're here and, and I'm here. He said, but I got to tell you, I've had a dream my entire life. I've always wanted to kiss a nun. That nun looked at him and said, are you crazy? I'm a nun. I can't even believe you would just ask that or say that. He said, you know, you're right, sister. I shouldn't have said it. I apologize. Please, please forgive me. I should have never said anything. He turned around. About a minute later, that nun tapped him on the shoulder. She said, hold on a minute. If it is your dream and I'm here, she said, I'd like to help you. She said, I would be willing to kiss you on two conditions. Number one, you got to be Catholic. He said, that's perfect. I'm Catholic. She said, number two, you got to be single. He said, I'm single. The nun said, okay, fine. So he laid a big one right on the nun. As soon as he got done kissing her, he started laughing. The nun said, what's so funny? He said, well, I lied. <laughs> he said, I'm actually Baptist. And I'm married. All of a sudden, the nun started laughing. He said, what do you think so funny? The nun said, actually, my name's Kevin. And, uh, <laughs> and I was just on my way to a costume party. So um, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is sometimes just things turn out different than you were expecting. So, so here's this day. How do I make the most out of today? 
they're, they're, and, and in the process, like I said, life's not going to be perfect. Things happen. I mean, could mess up your day all the time. I mean, how many, how many probably had a couple things happen already this morning that could have messed up your day if you let it to, if you let it. But it's a choice. Every day is, it's a, it's a choice. The other day I was, I, I, we live in Orlando, Florida. We live by Disney. The other day I was driving and uh, just worshiping, had some music on in my car. All of a sudden I, I rear-ended a car. That'll mess up your day. You hit a, hit a car, hit the car, guy gets out of the car, he's all mad, he comes back yelling at my, at my car, banging, start banging on the window. I rolled the window down, looked over, and it was, uh, it was a dwarf, a little a dwarf over my window. He looked at me and he's like, I am not happy. And I said, which one are you? <laughs> Listen, sometimes, sometimes, Sometimes just things turn out different than you expect. So here, here's the thing. It's, it's a choice. Now, look over this scripture in Luke chapter 2. I'm sure it's a scripture that you probably heard before. But uh, a lot of us have some things we lifted our hands that we're believing for. Maybe it's, like I said, in your finances, your job. Maybe it's your outlook on life. But I want to talk to you about how the favor of God, uh, what it can do for you, what it means for you. And uh, when you understand favor and learn how to recognize it, how it can completely change your life. Luke chapter 2, verse 52 says this, and Jesus grew, or in some versions says Jesus increased. Now, first of all, right there is a good sign. If Jesus is doing it, how many want to do it? Right? We're trying to be like him. Anything Jesus is doing, I'm, I'm doing. And so, first of all, I see Jesus was increasing. The very first command God gave humans was be fruitful and multiply. Multiply means to increase. So the first thing God said is, I want you to be more than you are right now. How many like to be happier than you are right now? How many like to have more love in your home than you have right now? More joy, more peace. Yeah. How many like to have more money than you have right now? Oh, look at all you selfish people. Just all one. The desire for more is not a wrong desire. It's not an evil desire. It's a God desire. This desire for more is something God. How many want to see more people get saved here at church? Yeah, so this desire for more is not a wrong thing. It's a God thing. And so when you begin to understand that, I mean, you look all throughout the Bible. In Psalms 1, uh, uh, was it 115 verse 14 or 114 verse 15, one of those in the Bible. It says, and the Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. Now, you go to the New Testament, and you'll find God doesn't even like things that don't increase. If it wasn't increasing, God wasn't happy. Didn't matter if it was a fig tree that wasn't producing fruit or a man with one talent. If it wasn't becoming more, God wasn't happy. So God's desire for our lives is that we would become more, that we'd grow, that we would increase. And so we see here that Jesus increased. First of all, he increased in wisdom. Say wisdom. Now, these are two things I think are going to be valuable for you to have a, a, a really, these are two things you're going to need every day. Wisdom, number one, wisdom. If you want tomorrow to be different than today, you're going to have to learn something today in order to make tomorrow different. If you go into tomorrow with the same information you have today, you won't have a tomorrow, you'll just have a longer today. So if I want 2017 to be different or better than 2016, I'm going to have to do some things different this year. I believe the only problem you'll really ever have in life is a wisdom problem. You don't really have financial problems. You just have some wisdom problems. You don't have marriage problems. You just have wisdom problems. A lot of times you don't have health problems. You just have some wisdom problems. And you'll find the more wisdom you have, the less miracles you'll need. A lot of people are always waiting for a miracle. When God, and I believe in miracles. Don't get me wrong. I thank God for miracles. And, but I, I found this sometimes. How many have ever made this statement? If I knew back then what I know now. If I would have had the wisdom back then, I'd have never ended up in the position I am today. We talked about that a little bit at the, at the marriage conference, uh, how you need wisdom for your relationships. Christine, and I, how many married people are in here? Married people in this service here? 
Okay, there's a lot of married people. How many single people? Any single people? Okay, there's a lot of single people. And there's good wisdom for single people, too. There's even good pickup lines in the Bible if you need them. But uh, everything, that's what I love about the Bible. It's got everything that you need. You know, like the other day, I was reading the book of Numbers, and I realized I don't have yours. It's a Christian pickup line, you know. Your, your name must be Faith because you're the substance of things I've hoped for. It's all in there. It's just like, hey, girl, I think you got one of my ribs. Okay. Anyway, they're just... So there's wisdom for everything you need. So if I want tomorrow to be different than today, I've got to learn something today. So like I said, sometimes it's little things. I learned the other day, if your airbag deploys, you know it costs $500 to put an airbag back. I didn't know that. I just learned it the other day. Like, what was that? It's something. I learned something. <laughs> I was looking at a new car. They were explaining to me that the, that the passenger side could turn on or off the airbag because if no one's with you, and it deploys, you still got to pay, you know, 500 bucks. One of the benefits of this car is you could turn it off. You know, I actually, I actually started thinking about the people who were, were riding with me. <laughs> That's 500 bucks, you know, you guys. <laughs> start thinking about it, you know. But if I could learn something, I like to sign books. I, I learned there's a lot of different ways to spell names. I like to go back and sign books. I'll tell you about a couple of things we, we brought with us. But I'll go back and sign a book. Cheryl, is that Cheryl with a C or Cheryl with an S? You know, uh, Sean, there's like three ways to spell Sean. You start learning all these new ways to spell. There was a new girl at Starbucks the other day, and I was just kidding with her. She had a little badge on, you know, it said uh, trainee. And I, I was like, that's funny. You know, your mom named you trainee. And <laughs> she looked at me. She said, it's Trinae. I had, I had no clue. I had no. I, so all I'm saying is, there's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. So Jesus grew in wisdom. How do you, how do you get wisdom? How do you get get wisdom? We speak about 50 percent of the time in the corporate arena. What's amazing is that when we're speaking in the corporate arena, we're, I'm sharing all these principles for team building and and personal development and all this kind of stuff. And they're just like, "That's where in the world? Where do you get this stuff? Well, it's all in the Bible, you know." But uh, it just it just presented a little different way. But it, here's the thing: there's a big difference between the person of Jesus and the principles of Jesus. The person of Jesus prepares you for heaven. The principles of Jesus prepare you for earth. And there's all these principles in God's word to help us while we're here. The, the person of Jesus creates your peace. The, the principles of Jesus create your prosperity. And so when you begin to understand the wisdom of God for these different areas of your life, in, in, your, in your business or whatever area, I mean, negotiation, the Bible, the apostle Paul was a great negotiator. There's all kinds of great principles of negotiation. Sales, it's all right there. It's in the, it's in the Bible. Time management, procrastination, all of it's in there. How many have ever procrastinated? Yeah, it's in the, it's in the Bible. A couple of y'all just lifted your hand after everyone else. Anyway. Um, Here's the, here's the everything you need is in here. So if I begin to get hungry for the wisdom of God, here's, here's what it says. How many like to be doing better than you're doing right now? Let me see if you like to be doing better. That's most of us. If you're not doing as well as you'd like to be doing, it just means there's something you don't know. If you're not doing as well as you'd like to be doing, it means there's something you don't know. When I heard that, I went from being a know-it-all to being a learn-it-all. Obviously, there were some things I didn't know. I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to be doing. So I started looking. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 5 that a wise man would increase in learning. 
that a wise person would, if you're smart, he said, you'll want to get smarter. That's why you go to my house. I got over 4,000 books. I can't get enough. There's too much stuff I don't know, and I hate not knowing stuff. Proverbs 2 says that the Lord would grant you a spirit of wisdom. Proverbs 3 says wisdom is more valuable than silver. It's more profitable than gold. It's more precious than rubies. And nothing you could wish for would be as valuable as having wisdom in your life. Uh, It goes on, Proverbs 4 says, hey, whatever you do, get wisdom. Whatever you do, get it. It says wisdom will protect you. Wisdom will promote you. Then it starts telling us all the values of wisdom. I always thought God would protect me. The Bible says wisdom protects me. Really? How in the world? How, the, how does wisdom protect you? Let me ask you this. How many locked your car out in the parking lot when you came into church? How many locked your car? Okay. Look around for who didn't. No, I'm kidding. Um, why did you lock your car? Don't you trust God? Of course you trust God. You just don't trust the people that might get in your car. So God gave you wisdom to protect you. Lock your car, it protects you. And when you begin to understand all this, this wisdom that, that's available to us, you begin, I begin to get hungry. How do you get how do you get wisdom? Three ways. Number one, you can get it from mistakes, which is the slowest way to get it, by the way, to get it from your mistakes. Number two, better way to get it uh, would be from mentors. How many would rather get your wisdom from, say, Pastor Michael or Pastor Vicky's mistakes? Yeah, if I can learn from their mistakes, well, that'd save me from making my own mistakes. So I, I want to learn from mentors. I called my pastor the other day. I said, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? He said, oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I said, why not? I think it's a good idea. He said, yeah. He said, so did I. (laughs) He'd already done it. Man, he just saved me three months of work, $40,000 of investment. Why? Because he'd already done what I was planning to do. That's why the conference last couple days, Christine, I just share whatever. We just tell it how it is. Because if you can learn from the mistakes we made, that'll save you from having to make them yourself. So, So mentorship becomes your shortcut to success. Third way to get wisdom is money. You can buy it. Now, that's the quickest way to get it. Go to the bookstore. What took someone their entire lifetime to figure out, you can learn in a few hours for 20 bucks by buying a book. That's why I love that your pastor over here in the, off the atrium, there's that big bookstore with all those books. It's, a, it's above the coffee. You didn't know about the books up there, did you? Um, I, just saw, I just saw the coffee. Uh, but the one that they just had this extra space, they understand the value of wisdom, so they made space available to help you to learn, to grow. That's why they picked those books. They put them up there to help you so that you can get understanding. And so when you begin to understand that, I was at a meeting one time with a guy named Peter J. Daniels. I found out he's been here to the church before. And I, I remember went to this seminar that he did. It cost me about $3,000 to go to the seminar. <laughs> So I get there to the seminar, and he's talking and teaching. I'm like, this is good. I'm writing as fast as I can. Now, he's doing better than I'm doing, so obviously he knows something I don't know. So I'm writing as fast as I can. At the end, he goes, I got some books and CDs. Make yourself available to those. Told us about all the resources he had. And I grabbed my friend. I said, I got to get all that stuff. He said, you're going to get it. I said, I'm going to get it. He knows something I don't know. I'm going to find out what it is. So I ran back to his table. I said, I want everything he's got. They said, you want everything? I said, everything. They added it up. They said, if you buy everything, it'll be $1,600 for everything. And I, I had no idea he knew that much stuff. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be that, that much. And my friend said, you're not going to get it, are you? I said, you know what? I am going to get it. He said, you think it's worth it? I said, you know, I think I'm worth it. I don't buy a book because I think the paper's worth it. I buy a book because I think I'm worth it. I mean, if I don't think I'm worth 20 bucks, why would anybody else think I'm worth 20 bucks? 
And obviously, he knows something I don't know, so I'm going to find out what it is. The Bible tells me wisdom is more valuable than silver, more profitable than gold, more precious than rubies. And then I started thinking, well, my goodness, $1,600 is cheaper than all that stuff. So actually, this turns out to be a pretty good deal. So I bought it. I bought it all. I started listening to it. And like I said, it's how you see yourself to think whether you're worth it or not. Uh, there's three ways you can see yourself. We don't have time to get into this. Uh, I, I wrote this book, The 12 Traits of the Greats, and one of the chapters is they're all a mindset. And, and the way you see yourself, three ways you can see yourself. You can see yourself the way other people see you, which may be good, may not be good, but I learned a long time ago what other people think about you is none of your business. Why would you go through your whole life worrying about what everyone else thinks about you all the time? I think Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So I'm not going to worry about what everyone else thinks. How I see myself, confidence. You want to have a good self-confidence, but, you know, things happen. People say things to us, do things to us that could affect our confidence. I mean, we can all probably think of a lot of things in, in life. I remember one time in high school, a girl broke up with me. She's breaking up with you. You got low self-esteem. I was like, great, that helped. Another time, another time in high school, this girl called me. She goes, hey, come over to my house. Nobody's home. I went over there. Nobody's home. <laughs> I'm knocking. That's hurtful. That's damaging to you. The third way to see yourself, third way to see yourself is to see yourself the way God sees you. It's one thing to have a confidence. It's another thing to have a Godfidence. It's one thing to know who you are. It's another thing to know whose you are. Your position in life is determined by your position in Christ. When you know who you are in Christ, you walk different, you think different, you talk different. Everything changes when you know not just who you are, but whose you are. It makes all the difference. So I want to have not just a confidence, but a Godfidence. Anyway, I bought all that stuff, and it was good. I started listening to it, and I got, man, I got a lot of things. And then I got this one really good idea. The, the billionaire Ross Perot said that's all it takes. It's one good idea to live like a king the rest of your life. And it wasn't a king idea, but it wasn't a bad idea. I put the idea together. I sold the idea. Within about eight months, this idea produced me a little over $300,000. Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why, why are y'all so jealous of my blessing? <laughs> I'm sure you'd be happier if it was your idea. How many would be happy if you had a $300,000 idea? That's what I thought. How many be happy if you just had like a $50,000 idea? <laughs> How many just hope you have an idea? <laughs> I hope I think of something. You know. Here's what I'm saying. You always invest in what you find valuable. You always invest in what you find valuable. So I invest in, in wisdom. And Jesus was increasing in wisdom, so therefore I want to increase my wisdom. I don't know where it is. How many, how many right now, you said there's some areas of your life where you could really use some wisdom, some decisions, some things you're trying to do and make, and, and you need the wisdom of God. And so uh, I, I believe the wisdom is available to us, and we make uh, ourselves available to wisdom, and we find the answers that, that, that what we need. The Bible says whatever you do, Get it. And then it goes on to say, Jesus increased in stature, which means he grew from being a baby into an adult. It also, if you study it out, it actually means he grew in achievement. He accomplished some things throughout his life. And I believe that's God's plan for us is that we would accomplish things throughout our life, that we would succeed. Pastor said it earlier. You, you know, God, God wants us to be a success. You might as well want to succeed. God wants you to be a success. He said, if you meditate on his word day and night, do what it says. Uh, not just observe it, but actually do it, he will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. He said, if you commit your plans to him, uh, he would cause them to succeed. So success is a God thing. And when there, there's a purpose, like prosperity is a God thing, and there's a, a purpose to it. 
It's not just about getting stuff. If you make it about stuff, it's like a water pipe. The purpose of a water pipe is not to get wet. The purpose of a water pipe is to move water, right? Moves water from one place to another place, from one part of town to another part of town. And, and, and the purpose of God's blessings are not so I can get blessed. I believe they're so that I can be a blessing. Now, in the process of being a blessing, how many know you get blessed? It's just part of the process. That's not the reason for it. It's just part of the process. In, 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 the, in the process of a water pipe moving water, how many know the pipe gets wet? It's just part of the, It's not the reason. It's just part of the process. So when I understand my prayer, Lord, bless me to be a blessing. Christine, I pray, Lord, make me a distribution center of your blessings. Bless me so that I can bless others. It's not about me. It's not about a big house or a nice car. God doesn't mind you having a nice car. That's not what I'm saying. But when your purpose is right and your, and your motive is right in it, God will bless you above and beyond anything you could even think or imagine uh, when, when, the, when the purpose is the kingdom. So Jesus grew in accomplishment. And in favor, lastly, favor with God. God is the source of favor. Man, man is the instrument by which favor comes. I, have a, a, I love to teach you on favor. I've got this little book I'm going to teach you from uh, the last, like, I'm, can I get about five, ten more minutes? Am I good? Y'all good on this? Uh, and uh, this book I wrote called The Force of Favor. And if you can only get one thing, I just brought this one book. I got a couple other things uh, for you, but this one book called The Force of Favor. Uh, and if, if you need more of God's favor, I give you seven ways to increase your favor. Now, favor is a free gift. We understand that. But obviously, we see that Jesus increased in favor. So I started looking for ways I could increase my favor because we'd all like to have more favor. And so I put them in this book called The Force of Favor. And I would encourage you, if you can only get one thing, grab a copy of this book. Uh, it's, just, it's just $20 back there. And if you want to get two of them, it's $30. You can get the second one. Now, here's why I do that. One, just to show you a little favor. But the second reason is because how many know someone who, could, who you've been, maybe how many know someone you've been wanting to invite to church? You know, they say 80% of people would come to church if you just ask them. I mean, think if we all just invited one person to church, think what a difference it could make. And so uh, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm going to encourage you to get the other one and give it to someone you know maybe you've been wanting to invite to church. It's a a gift. One of the ways to increase your favor is with a gift. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. Your gift will open up a door of opportunity for you. And so when you give a gift, it's amazing what can happen. So I encourage you, grab the second one uh, and, and give it to someone who you know could really use some favor maybe in their life, maybe someone you've been wanting to invite to church. So you can get one for 20 or two of them for, uh, for $30 back there, and there'll be a, a, a blessing to help you. Amen? Amen. And, and if you're interested in uh, wisdom, and I didn't bring enough of these for everybody. Not everybody's into wisdom. <laughs> but there's always a few people like me that just really want to learn and, and grow. And uh, if you, with that favor book, I got a whole program back there. And, and me, this is my passion, creating resources you know, I got a, we got 30, 45 minutes together today. This just gives us a lot of time to, to, together. And my office did these little new USBs. We used to carry all these big boxes of books and CDs and all this stuff. And this is like a new little way. It just flips open and just sticks right in your computer. And, and here you get the book, uh, the e-book, the audio book, me reading the book. You get a workbook. Uh, you get eight videos. This is a 40-day program. So 40 videos every, every day you get a little video and all that goes with this book. It really, it's one thing just to read a book, but it, when you really get in and study it, and this just walks you through study, and I just kind of coach you through each of the ways to increase your favor. 40 days, I'm telling you, at the end of 40 days, your life will never be the same again. I'm going to give you a little explanation of one thing that will help you, uh, and that just walks you through the whole thing. And then the book we mentioned, 12 Traits of the Greats. Uh, we've got a program back there with that. Like I said, not everybody's into wisdom, but uh, those who do, this, this I studied. I took hundreds of hours 
and I studied great achievers. I found there were 12 common qualities in their life to help them to achieve greatness. What's amazing is every one of them are in the Bible. And uh, I put it together on this program. It's a 12-week program. It's 90 days. You get a book. You get workbooks. You get videos. You get audios. And we'll spend 12 weeks together, a, a trade a week for the next 12 weeks, really massaging that truth, helping you get the wisdom and understanding so that you can put it to practice in your life. If you want to be great, uh, this, if you're, especially if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, someone like that, uh, this, this really will, will help you. And then my newest book, uh, we, we developed a program called Another Shot. This is a 30-day program. When I'm coaching people, a lot of, one of the most important things, one of the first things they ask me is, what's the most important thing I can know? And I said, I think the most important thing you can know is what to do next. And so at the end of this program, in here you get the book, Another Shot. You get the audio book. But then I developed a 30-day program. So you and I will spend 30 days together in this one with a workbook. And at the end of the 30 days, you'll actually have a written plan. The Bible says write the vision, make it plain. You'll actually have a written plan of what to do next. And it could be in a relationship. It could be starting a business. It could be uh, whatever area. You're going to know what to do next. And that's in, in this. I love, uh, how many have ever made a mistake? Yeah. I had to start over, a mulligan, a reset, a do-over. Uh, we, we've all wanted those in our life, and that's, and that's what I talk about in here as well. I love what uh, Evander Holyfield, I got the name, we do a lot of work with NBA and, and players. There's a guy named Kobe Bryant, a uh, basketball player, who set the record for the most missed shots in the history of the NBA. Most missed shots. What's amazing is seven days later, he passed up Michael Jordan for the most points scored, they said, how did you do it? He said, oh, real simple, I just took another shot. He said, you can't let the fear of failure or the fear of criticism keep you from trying again. Sometimes you just got to get in there. Evander Holyfield, the boxer, said uh, about the book, uh, there's a little quote on the back of the book, and I mentioned this because I want to tell you this quote, not just because I'm trying to say I know Evander Holyfield. <laughs> not a name dropper. I'm just trying to tell you what the five-time world heavyweight champion of the world said about <laughs> About my book, I'm serious. If one thing I've learned from spending time with Oprah, it's that you shouldn't drop names. But, uh, um, but he said, it's not getting knocked down that makes you lose the fight. It's not getting back up. We all get knocked down. How do you get back up? Anyway, this is called Success Made Simple. I try to make things as simple as possible, not make them real deep and hard as pastors mentioned. I just try to use something that you can put to practice in your life. And I got all three programs, we put them together into one package. If you tried to buy them all individually on our website, it's almost $1,000 for the big boxes if they ship all that to you. Uh, but you can get them all on USB in this little box right here, all three of them. So it's 100 bucks a piece, just $300 and you get everything. Not for everybody, but man, it's less than half price. You could at least say thank you. Anyway, it's, it, we, I think we got about 20 of them, so the 20, I guess, smartest people will get those. But, uh, and I'll be back there to sign books and say hello to you. But remember, remember this about favor. So I'm going to pray. Uh, many lifted your hands and said, you need wisdom. I'm going to pray for God's wisdom in your life, wherever you need it the most. And then I'm going to pray for favor. Whatever you recognize, remember this statement about favor. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're thankful for increases in your life. Now, in Isaiah 61, it, verse 2, it says to uh, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, which year is that? I believe every year is the year of the Lord's favor for those who learn how to recognize, accept, and walk in the favor of God. Whatever you recognize, remember this. Whatever you rec what, what does that mean? The law of recognition. 
Everything you need is already in your life, just waiting your recognition of it. When you begin to recognize favor, even in the little things, uh, you ever gone to the mall, the parking lot's full, all of a sudden the front parking spot opens up. Thank you, Lord, for favor. You ever been to the, gro- uh, the grocery store, person in front of you has a cart full of stuff, you've got one thing. you got one thing, go ahead, you can go in front of me. Thank you, Lord, for favor. He said, you think God cares about that little stuff? I think God cares about every detail of your life. I mean, he said he knows the number of hair on your head. And some of us, it's easier to count. We were teaching Solomon uh, how to recognize God's favor. We were at this little place called uh, Dave and Buster's. It's a little arcade. And uh, you know how when you go to the arcade and you play games and you win tickets? You know what I'm talking about? Win the tickets, and you can trade the tickets in, you get prizes. And so he had been playing video games, and he'd won about, we got about 300 tickets. So we're going to trade the tickets in, take them, trade the tickets in. For 300 tickets, you know, you, you get a, a pencil eraser. We spent $87 for a pencil eraser. Anyway, uh, so uh, all of a sudden, this guy walks up out of nowhere and says, I'm not going to use these if you want them, and hands Solomon this big stack of tickets. We, got, we counted them. It was over 1,000 tickets. Solomon looked at those tickets. He looked at me. He goes, Dad, favor. I said, yes. Whatever you recognize, you become thankful for. Whatever you're thankful for increases. Whatever you recognize. So start looking every day and celebrating because whatever you recognize, you become thankful. Thankfulness is that pivotal place between recognition and increase. Thankfulness. The Bible says in everything give thanks. As we travel around the world, one of the first things we learn when we go to another country, we try to learn the word thank you. It's amazing what that one word will do. Just opens people's hearts, opens doors, connects people. We were in, in France. Merci. I was in Indonesia. It's termakasi. Termakasi. I kept saying termasu. <laughs> I kept bringing dessert. I gained like five pounds from it. If you're in South America, gracias. If you're in South Florida, gracias. <laughs> But it's amazing what that thankful heart will do. And that thankfulness brings increase. That thankfulness brings increase. And there's all of us need more of God's favor in our life. I remember in that little government-assisted apartment we lived in 20 years ago, just kind of starting out. And uh, I didn't have a bed, had a little air mattress, didn't have a dining room table and chairs, just getting started. And uh, I'll never forget one day, we, we really began to get this revelation. It's about 1999. God began to give us this revelation of favor. And, uh, and man, we just began to expect it, began to look for it, began to, to, to walk in it. And, and, uh, and, and just even that little apartment, what were you saying? Well, you didn't have anything. Well, we began to recognize the little things. And we began to recognize, we began to see the little things that God began to bring increase. I'll never forget a lady showed up at our house, knocked on the door. And we were $32,000 in debt. I mean, how we ever get out of this? Lady knocks on the door and says, God told me to come here. I'm supposed to buy you something for your house. She goes, what do you need? Oh, my goodness, you don't know what to say, you know, when someone just shows up. You don't know how much they're thinking, how much they want to spend. I'm like, I, uh, a toaster? You know, maybe that's too much. Maybe a shower curtain. Um, I'm just trying. All of a sudden, I said, you know, there's a bed we've been looking at. My wife's like, the bed, don't tell the bed. The bed's expensive. Don't tell her about the bed. I said, she asked. 
She said, there's a bed. I said, yeah, she's right, but I probably shouldn't have said No, they said, no, no, if, there, if there's a bed, then, we're, then, then she said, I'm supposed to buy it for you. I said, all right, we'll get in the car. I drove her to the furniture store. I'm not wasting time. If God's moving, let's go, you know. And uh, I took her down there. She bought us the bed, the mattress, the box room, the whole, the whole thing. And, 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 and we begin to, re- begin to thank God for the little things. $32,000 in debt. I closed this. Christine was going to Walmart one day to get some Walmart stuff, her and her friend. While they were in there, a lady comes up to her with a video camera and asks her and her friend if they'd like to audition for a Walmart commercial. And they said, what do we got to do? They said, we got people at 20 Walmarts around the country, and uh, we, you just got to shop for a minute. We'll videotape you, and we send it off to Chicago. If you get picked, we'll let you know. So they did it. They came home, told me about it, and I kind of laughed at them. You know, you don't go to Walmart, people ask you to be in commercials. I've been to Walmart a hundred times. <laughs> a couple days later, I quit laughing when we got a telephone call from Walmart. Out of all the people at all the Walmarts, her and her friend were chosen for this Walmart commercial. They said, can you be at Walmart Friday morning at 8 o'clock? They said, okay, we'll be there. They went down there Friday morning looking for the lady with the camera. Half of Walmart's blocked off. There's lights, cameras everywhere. If you listen to Joyce Meyer much, she likes to tell this story. Have you ever heard? Y'all heard Joyce Meyer? Got a little ministry trying to get going. Um, I'll pray for Joyce. I'm figuring if you really want to have a big ministry, your name's got to start with a J. Joyce, Jakes, Joel, Joseph, Jesse, Jerry, Jensen, Jesus. Anyway. So they, they go down there, they, 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 they filmed the commercial. They said, what do we got to do? They said, do we have to learn lines? They're like, no, you're just going to shop for eight hours. We're going to videotape you shopping. And at the end of the, at, so they just shop Walmart. It's great. I love Walmart. This looked good on me. Eight hours. They just shopped, talked about how much they loved Walmart. At the end of the day, they thanked them for coming, set them down, handed them each a check for $800. I don't know about you, but I call that favor. Yeah, that's the first time she ever went shopping, came home with more money than she left with. <laughs> They said, by the way, this is going to be a national commercial. If you could sign these contracts, every time it airs, you're going to get paid for it. So they came home and told me about it. I said, how much do you get paid? She said, I don't know. We got to call this number on Monday, and they'll tell us if it's on a a network, you get a certain amount. If it's on cable, you get a a different amount. And so we're sitting in church on Sunday, and the Holy Spirit says, how much would you like that commercial to make? Well, I don't know. I don't know how much a commercial makes, 500, 5,000. I'm not really sure, but if you're going to be thinking anyway... Might as well think big, you know. I'm, I'm picturing maybe Christine with her own clothing line at Walmart, you know. <laughs> just never know. Holy Spirit spoke to me to plant a seed that day. Just believe God for favor in my life and, and, and favor in that situation. Anyway, to make a long story short, the commercial started airing. It's going to air for 13 weeks. By the end of the first two weeks, we'd already got checks in the mail for over $5,000. That commercial kept playing, and thousands of dollars came in. By, by, the, end of, by the end of it, over $15,000 came in by the end of the 13 weeks. Now we're halfway out of debt. We had no idea how we'd get out of debt. She just went to Walmart. You never know how God's going to bless you. Next time you go to Walmart, you fix your hair, do your makeup. You know, just. I know every time I walk by the security cameras, I'm like, You just, you just never know. You just never know how God's going to bless you. You probably heard about the little old lady lives next door to the atheist, and 
Atheists always hear her pray, and I'm so tired of hearing this lady pray. There is no God. One day she was praying for groceries. She didn't have any food. She was praying for groceries, and the atheist thought, here's my chance to prove to her once and for all there is no God. So he went to the grocery store, and he bought a couple bags of groceries, and he came over. He put them on her steps, rang the doorbell, hid in the bushes. She came out, found the groceries. She started thanking God for the groceries and praising God for the groceries. Atheist jumped out and said, I got you. She said, what do you mean you got me? He said, God didn't bring you these groceries. He said, I bought these groceries. I bought them. I brought them over here. I put them on your steps. God had nothing to do with this. That little old lady looked down at her groceries. She looked over that atheist. She said, thank you, Lord, for the groceries, and thanks for making the devil pay for it. You just, you just never know. You just never know how God's going to bless you. Father, I thank you today for wisdom. Lord, I thank you for your favor. And Jesus, as you increased in those, Lord, our desire is to increase our wisdom, our understanding, our learning. By investing in ourselves, by reading your word, by reading books and things that will help us to grow, Lord, you said it's valuable that we receive an increase in wisdom. Lord, across this room today, many people lifted their hands, areas of their life where they need your wisdom, decisions, things they're trying to make businesses, jobs, relationships. Father, I thank you. You said if anyone needs wisdom to ask you, and so we're asking you for wisdom. Now, we'll do our part. Of, uh, we'll study to show ourselves approved and to learn. And, but, Lord, we thank you for that supernatural part where you lead us and direct us and guide us. And, Lord, I thank you for giving us wisdom. Lord, help us open our ears to hear direction for our life, for our future, for our finances. Or there's someone you've been speaking to about a seed. Lord, they've been needing direction in that. Or someone else, it's a, it's a new business, an enterprise, entrepreneurship, something they're wanting to, an idea they have. Lord, I thank you for direction and wisdom in that situation. Lord, for every person that said, I need wisdom, Father, we ask of you who liberally gives. So, Father, we thank you. We receive wisdom in Jesus' name. And Father, for favor across this room, many hands lifted that need your favor. Though when I think of favor, I can't think of any greater favor that God, you could have ever showed us than to give your son Jesus. Greatest gift, the greatest favor we could ever receive is that gift you gave your son. Yeah, before I pray that prayer of favor, while your heads are bowed, I'm just going to look across the building one time. I never close a service without giving people an opportunity just to make sure that their heart their life is right with God. More important than all the success and blessings and increase and more important than any of that is that our heart and our life is right with God. If you're here today and you say, you know what, Dave, I've never received that gift that, you, that God gave. God loved you so much that he gave. What did he give? He gave his son, Jesus. Maybe you've never received that gift. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life before. Maybe you're here and you've done that in the past and you'd say today, Dave, you know what? I'm not at, I'm not at peace with God. There's some areas of my life, some things in my heart that aren't where they should be. I, at one point, God was first place in my life, but Dave, I'm not living a God-first life right now. But when I leave here today, I want to put God back where he belongs. Number one, first place in my life. If you're either one of those two people, in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, I'm going to look one time across the building. And when I count to three, just quickly lift your hand up before I pray this prayer. Number one, you've never made the decision before to put God first place in your life. Or number two, you say, Dave, right now, God's not first place, but when I leave here, I want him to be. 
I want to put him back where he belongs. Number one, first place. Before I pray this prayer, when I count to three, just lift your hand real quick. Say, Dave, remember me. One, two, three. Real quick, across the room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you in the balcony. Thank you, thank you. Looking one more time. Anyone else? Anyone else? Before I pray this prayer, Dave, pray for me. When you pray that prayer, pray for me. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Father, I thank you for these that lifted their hand all across this room. Father, I thank you that you don't just give us a desire to change, but Lord, you give us the discipline to make the changes that we need to make. You don't condemn us, but you do convict us. You show us areas of our life, things in our heart that may not be pleasing to you, but Father, you said if we'd be willing to give it to you, you'd remove it as far as the east is from the west. So those that lifted their hand all across this room just turned the page to a brand new chapter. A new day begins in their life today. You said if we'd believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is our Lord, we'd be saved. I want everyone in the room just to say this with me. Say, Jesus Christ Christ is my Lord. Tell you what, a decision that'll make the rest of your life the best of your life. I can't think of any greater decision you could make than to put God first place in your life. We were talking about another shot, a comeback. Now, if you lifted your hand, prayed that prayer, I can't think of any greater comeback you could make than to come back here Wednesday night, come back here next Sunday, come back here and begin to grow and begin to learn, begin to be discipled in the Word of God. I'm telling you, it will change your life. Yeah, maybe it's your first time. Give it 12 months. See the difference it makes in your family, in your finances, in your relationships, your children. Father, I thank you for your favor to be released in this house. All across this room, people believe. And Lord, that one that's in the middle of a legal situation right now, Lord, I thank you that you're turning that in their favor. I thank you for that real estate deal. Father, I thank you for favor. Lord, in whatever area, in healing, Father, I thank you. One moment of favor, Sarah, bearing in her womb, couldn't produce a child. It said you showed her favor. She had a child. Favor changed her medical report. Lord, favor can cause cancer to go. Favor can restore relationships and marriages. Lord, I thank you for favor in the atmosphere of our homes, favor on our jobs, favor in the places that we go, the people that we meet. Lord, we declare and speak your favor to go before us. In Jesus' name, we receive it now. Say, this is my year year. of favor, favor. uncommon favor, favor. supernatural favor. favor. I expect it. I I receive it. I I recognize it. it. Therefore, Therefore, I see it it. increasing Increasing. every day day. in my life, in my family, in my finances. In my health, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Just before pastor comes, one more time, say the rest of my life will be the best of my life. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 10 o'clock. We also have what we call School of the Bible on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.